welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week we're again back in 1 John chapter 4, a test against false prophets and again, loving our neighbor. That's right, Two Fish community. We are back for another chapter in John. Uh, We're going to chapter 4, so if you want to get your Bibles out, open up there. Uh, We hope that you've had a blessed week. Our week has been uh, great. We have, at this point, um, once again, Nick and I were were serving in a church ministry, uh, and it, it is just one. Of the, it's a blessing. It's a lot of work, but you get to see some good things happen, and you get to see lives changed. And that's the amazing thing of what God can, what the gospel and what God can do. It can change lives, and maybe uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll have some testimonies from some of the people that we were working with this last two weeks. But um, we'll we'll see. Um, chapter four here again, like last week, I'm reading out of the NLT, but my headings on the, in this chapter are discerning false prophets and loving one another. And then just reminded of James and Peter and second Peter, like, and even last week, first John, we really hit on loving, loving each other, brothers and sisters. You know, we talked about loving the sinner, but hating the sin kind of thing. And these men are just constantly in their own writing, saying a lot of the same stuff because it's so important, it needs to be driven home. Yeah, and, like, a lot of these letters were, it was basically one continuous letter or maybe a couple of letters wrote to the to the church. It wasn't broke up in chapters like this, right? Yeah. So when you're kind of reading through this, like, they're, they're kind of saying some of the same things, but they're elaborating on it and saying... Um, like our heading this week, this is the test against that. And yeah. and you need to continue then to love your brothers and, and notice God's love for you. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. First John chapter four, verse one. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if we have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. So John, I think right off the bat, he's saying, check your sources. He's saying there's going to be people that even say, talk about Jesus, or they talk about God, but you need to check the source. Where is this truth coming from, and is this really the truth? Yeah, a few weeks ago, my pastor um, kind of preached on, well, he didn't preach on it, but he was talking through, like, there's some pastors I don't like. They don't teach Jesus. They don't teach the love Jesus calls us to. Um, and they don't teach that Jesus died on the cross. He said, so if they're missing those parts, are they of God? And right here, John's saying they are not. Yeah. If they're, if they're, if you're going to a church and they're not teaching anything about Jesus, yep, they're not of God. Yeah. And you might want to reconsider your church of all, if they're not preaching about Jesus, really reconsider that church because if it's all just a me-centered gospel, 
and they're not hitting on love or, or if they're only hitting on God is love or, you know what I mean? Those churches that are, it's all about us, man, maybe reconsider because I think a lot of times when we read scripture, we realize, oh, I didn't know this. Maybe I didn't even know this. And I got to a section and it comes alive to me and I'm realizing this is not what I've been taught. I need, I need to uh, look at the sources of where this is coming from. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, this is talk. my Bible talks a lot about the spirit. Um, yours kind of read more like a person. Mine was talking about the spirit. And sometimes we need to check the things we hear. Or we talked about if somebody prophesies over you, you better check and make sure that's in alignment with the Bible. Like, we have this additional tool um, that God has blessed us with yeah. that the early church really didn't have. Yeah. They, I mean, they had the Old Testament, and you can you can go back and test with the Old Testament, too. If it's not in alignment with that, yeah. it's probably not of God. It's not your Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's these other spirits, the unseen rulers that are out there. Um, that you you got to make sure you're you're not following them, right? Yeah, because I think it's easy to get off track. False prophets, the Antichrist. If you read through Revelation, the Antichrist is going to sound good. He's going to sound, and here he's saying the Antichrist. This, this, what John's saying here is, is like the spirit of the Antichrist. It's already here. It's already trying to lead us astray from the true word of God and away from Jesus and what he taught. Um, but it's going to sound good. It's going to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's going to look like a sheep, but it's not. Yeah, and I think if you went back to our episode on John 3, the Spirit would be telling you, your sin's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You'll be okay. God's grace will cover that. Yeah. You can't out God's grace. Yeah. That is the Spirit of the Antichrist. That is not of God. It's, it's almost like a half-truth. Yeah. Yeah, God's grace covers our sin. But to have that thought process of it doesn't matter, I can do whatever I want because I can't outsend God's grace. I don't, I don't know where that came from. We've said that here periodically through the, through the show. But the, that idea is just saying sin is okay. Yeah. And like we talked about last week on the episode, uh, sin is not okay. It's not of God. So we need to be looking out for that. Verse four. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. This is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. I think this just doubles down on what you said earlier about these were letters. John wrote this to a church. John wrote this to the Christians. It's one long letter. And then at some point when the Bible's written, we started breaking it down because this goes right along with last week. So now we can tell who is a children of God and who is a child of the devil. When we belong to God, we know what God sounds like. We should know what God sounds like. Someone is going to say something and we're going to go, like you said, we're going to be able to check it. In our spirit, okay, that's right. That lines up. That is not a false prophet. That's not an antichrist spirit. The world's going to say the same thing about their guy. So we need to make sure that we understand who our guy is and who the spirit of God is within different people. 
I think that brings up to a good point that we often point to. Like, you have to do this in community. I, I'm going to use the word community like Jordan pointed to a few episodes ago so that we can check each other as well. And hopefully you're sitting down and you're reading your Bible with one of your good friends and you're reading it out loud and you're talking through it, right? That's how we're going to learn it and know what is of God and what is of the Antichrist. And without doing that, it's going to be hard for you to know and understand what God has called you to and what the Antichrist is trying to get you to do. Yeah. And the devil tried to trick Jesus. That's how crafty he is. He takes scripture and twists it just a fraction. And like you, you just, you got to know. Yep. You got to know that you know that you know. Verse 7, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Man, what a great presentation there of the gospel. What a great presentation of God's love for us. Right. I think... I think this would be not big into memorization, but this would be a good one to memorize as a short and sweet summary of the gospel and God's love for us. And a great section to remember when you're trying to discern the spirits. Yeah. Like, do these people believe this section, verse 7 through 10? Yeah. And when you're up here in John, the earlier verses, one through what, six, and you're trying to decide if these spirits are of God or if they're the Antichrist, well, do they believe these three lines that John beautifully laid out for us? Not only of the gospel message and discerning, but also how that plays out. If we do this and if we know this and if we understand this, naturally we're going to love each other. We're going to love our brothers and sisters. We're going to love, like we said last week, the sinner but not the sin. We're going to show love. It's going to be a byproduct of this. And if those people that were questioning, hey, that just seems kind of off there, look at their fruits. If they're not showing love, there's another indication that mm, this might not be a spirit of God. This might be a spirit of the world and of the Antichrist because they say they love Jesus. They say they, God is love, but their actions say differently, and their lifestyle says differently. I think it's just one more, one more great example of how to discern, like you were saying. I think that's a great point, Nick, as we continue that process and we continue to try and discern our spirits. But uh, on to verse 11 here. Dear friends, since God so loved us, We also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen 
and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. John just keeps expanding on this, and it is just, to me, it is so beautifully written. Uh, This is definitely a section of the Bible as um, Nick and I are going through this, and it's one of the great things about sitting down and going through it and actually just just reading it, right? That you come to something, maybe you've read it once, but you haven't read it out loud, you haven't talked about it. But this section is just, to me, it is beautifully written. A little bit different than how everybody else describes it, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, if you if you read the Gospel of John, John just got this natural way of writing and understanding things, and it and the way he pens it is just it makes it clear and it makes it easy and it's not harsh. Sometimes Peter is direct and harsh. He's like, "Hey, get your crap together." Where John is like, he just does it in a great and amazing way. But again, like you said, he just keeps expounding this. God has given us a spirit as proof. You know what I mean? There's that discernment again. The people that are of God have God's spirit. The people that are of the world have the spirit of the devil. He's just continuing to separate the two so that we can see the two and understand. And I think that again points to my title here is loving one another. If we have that spirit, again, it's a byproduct. We're going to love each other. Verse 15, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Um, I love how chapter 3 used the word lavishes, like God lavished on us. His love is is far beyond anything we can comprehend. Continue in 16 there, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence, because we live in like Jesus here in this world. Once again, pointing to last week, uh, he used that word confidence again about our actions. Hey, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we can be confident. If we're living in God, God lives in us, we can be confident. Here he's talking about the judgment day, which when I think of the judgment day, I think, oh boy, I've done a lot, said a lot, not loved a lot (laughs) in my past and even sometimes now. Like that, I'm going to be judged on every word I ever said. Even as a Christian, we're going to be judged on our works and how we lived here. But he's saying, Last week, he's saying you don't need to be afraid because God is greater than our feelings. Here, he's saying you can be confident because we live like Jesus here on this earth. God's love grows more perfect. That's just confirmation of, man, the greatness of God. So the second half of verse 16 and 17 here uh, bring about the thought of continuing to build on that relationship with God. Um. God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. And with without God, we're not going to have love. If we don't have love, we don't have God. And the only way we're going to have that is if we continue to build upon our relationship with God. Yeah. And once again, how do you do that? Well, you sit down, you open your Bible, you 
Maybe you can't read. I don't know. You So you listen to the Bible. You listen to podcasts and Bible studies. Yeah. But I think you got to talk it out, too. I think there's a really big part of talking this out, and that's what comes to mind with, with this section here is continuing that relationship so you can recognize God's love and you can feel God's love in you, and that will pour out to others. Yeah, I like that. One of the other things that comes to me, my mind, when I read this section, especially this last couple of verses we read, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. I think this is a section, though, well, it is an amazing section, and it shows us all this great stuff about God and about the way we can live in him. I also think this is a section that's taken out of context a lot. It's just one verse pulled out of the Bible with no context. Yeah. Well, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about false prophets here. We've been talking about ways to discern. And I think a lot of times this verse is God is love. And a lot of times sin feels good and it feels like loving and it feels the, the world makes sin feel good. And if we go against that, sometimes it doesn't sound loving. Sometimes it sounds harsh. Sometimes when we say we need to love the sinner and hate the sin, sometimes we take that too far. And I think this is one of those verses that can be much taken out of context. And it's one of those things where we need to, okay, is this the spirit of God that's saying this? God is love. So I should be able to do X, Y, or Z. I'm going to. I should always feel good. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's go back to that discerning part that you talked about. Go back to the scripture. Does it line with scripture? Well, no, it doesn't. So look at your sources. Where is this coming from? Where is this? Well, God is love, so I can. you should be able to do that sin because it makes you feel good and whatever. We need to be discerning on this stuff. We need to make sure that we're taking verses in context. God is love, yes. But God also said here in 1 John we've been reading, God hates sin. Don't sin. You're, we have Jesus, but don't do it. Live like him. We just read it. We can be confident because we live like Jesus here in this world. How did Jesus live in this world? He lived a perfect life, yeah. sinless. Now, it's impossible for us to obtain without him, and we're going to struggle daily like we always do. If, if our actions are not living like Jesus or even trying to obtain a life like Jesus, then it's probably not a spirit of God. If it's saying to do elsewise, it's just that's one of those verses. I love it. I think it's so good, but we need to check our sources on how it's being used and who's using it to make sure that we're not pulled off track there. You almost got ahead of yourself a little bit here because verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Sounds a little confusing, right? But you got to keep reading. Once again, don't just stop. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. If you're living in that that sin, oftentimes you're fearing something. Like yeah. you know what you're doing is not right. Somewhere in you, you, you know your actions aren't in line. Yeah. And I think it's true for even... Like when I go back in my life and I wasn't necessarily a believer, God's laws wrote on our hearts and I knew my actions weren't right. 
You might not have understood why. I, right. But you knew there was something wrong. There was something wrong. And I might have thought some of it was love, but it wasn't true love because that fear was there. Yeah. I love that. Verse 19, we love each other because he first loved us. There's another example of, A, how good God is, but B, how we should respond as believers within that love. How we we loved us. We love each other. Why? Well, because God loved us. Right. There's a little empathy in that, too. I, I empathize because I know what God's done for me. And verse 20, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar for Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Verse 21, and he has given us the command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Yeah, mine there says fellow believers. And this kind of calls back to that, that little section we talked about last week when we were questioning. John said, we should be laying down our life for a fellow believer. Well, do we stop there at a fellow believer or do we continue that on? Here we go. Those who love God must also love their fellow believer. It just makes you question, well, where's that line? I know Jesus talked about the good story of the Good Samaritan, but he also talked about wiping the dirt off our feet as we talked last week. If you haven't heard that episode, make sure you go back and listen to it um, so you know the context of what we're talking about. Just one of those verses is, and maybe he's just saying this is a starting place. When you come to Christ and you love God, you're going to have this community of believers. Start there. Love You, you need to love each other. You're the example to the word that the world sees. So I think, I think you can take this last little section here and you, you can bring it back to the discerning against the false prophets too. If somebody's not loving of their brother and sister and how we define love matters too. Sometimes love does not feel good. It's not a happy, always a happy-go-lucky feeling. Yeah. Go back to your childhood. Your parents loved you, but you still got in trouble. But we can take this back and we can say, is this of the Spirit? Is this Spirit of love? Is it of God? Or is it of the Antichrist? Yeah. Are, are they truly loving me? Or are they just trying to make me feel good? Is it always like, oh, it's okay, Aaron. We understand, like, you, you drink a little too much every night. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, or is it, no, Aaron, I care about you, and you're being a drunkard, and you need to knock it off because you're going to end up on the in the ER with liver failure, yeah. and you're going to leave behind your family. Yeah. This is... This is the path you're headed down. That is loving your brother. Love tell doesn't him, always feel good. Right. He might not like it when you tell him that, but at the end of the day, that's loving your brother because you care about him. You don't want to see him leave his family behind for the next drink. Yeah. I And I love that you said, because we're talking a lot about love here, and we need to make sure we're defining it correctly, like you said. I think we also need to make sure we're defining truth correctly. Yeah. Because like we said earlier, the, the false prophet, the world listens to the world and the spirit of God listens to the spirit of God. If if we're not defining truth the same, we're gonna miss that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great that's a great point. Yeah. And I think even in the modern day church, the modern day world, 
there's a lot of lines being blurred. Love, truth, what is a woman? I mean, we got like 30 different genders now. Yeah. I don't understand that. Like even from a non-biblical standpoint, yeah. how you come to 30 different genders or what I think I looked it up in New York one time and there were 30 different genders listed in their laws. And like they, it doesn't make sense to me. But we're we're blurring the lines of, I think, even nature. Yeah, and sometimes the lines don't seem that bad. Well, okay, they put a, a gay guy in the show that you watch. It's just one episode. It's just, it's whatever. It's fine. Who cares? But those those small blurs in truth and in love, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's hard to discern. It's making it harder to discern well, what is real love, what is real truth. Yeah. So I, th- I think as we wrap this episode up, um, making sure that we're getting our sources right. Where are our sources coming from? Is it a spirit of God? Is it a spirit of the world and of the devil? And what the fruits of that source are? Is it true love? Is it real truth? Think about those things this week. As you're going through your week, and join us next week as we wrap up First John on the Two Fish Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Also, head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the Two Fish community and all of our social media platforms.